So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 311 for August 15th, 2021. My name's Nathan Reaton Spruth. Hey, just so you know, uh, I pressed the button to play that song like 10 seconds in advance and I was like, why isn't it playing? And I forgot that it's on a spinning disc. So the spinning disc is like, oh shit, I gotta wake up, gotta wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're joined by Andrew Rowe McFain. I laughed. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk bash. We are the most professional podcast on whatever <laughs> podcaster you're listening to right now. Yeah, you can listen to us everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Hey, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a little review. I will read it when I see it. Uh, and then, like, I'll read it on air. Uh, and then, like, we're everywhere. So just look for Read and Podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, Connor, what... Where can we find you? Where can we find Aroa and and Connor? You can find Aroa and Connor and Reedon at Aroa.website. Just one website, Aroa.website. I specifically in the bottom three links, one of those I'd like to bring your attention to is Clinton Score Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords actual play podcast, first edition. Nathan's in it. I'm in it. Our buddies, uh, oh, let's see. We got Alex is in it and the Roguish Bard is in it. Aiden's in it. We got a, we got a whole bunch of friends in it. It's a good, it's a good time. It's a good show. It's Come good. listen to it. Yeah. You leave a review, I will read it on here. And yes. I will also stop whatever I'm doing and read it when I read it, like, for the first time. Yeah, you'll be like, oh my god, we got a comment, which is uh, unusual. Uh, although we did get end up getting a comment by somebody on one of the old YouTube videos. Is that what happened? Oh, that was, was a couple a... of months ago. Yeah, it was that a was, YouTube yeah. video or something Yeah, that was uploaded by our previous uh, partner. Yes, that doesn't exist anymore. That person is dead to us. Not dead in general, just dead to us. Anyway. Well, he might be dead in general. I, I haven't been keeping up. Just uh, look look for me, Nathan Reeton Spruth. Uh, I'm at Reeton everywhere. Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Twitch. Uh, I stream 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, typically. Uh, I'll go over. I, I missed, I think I missed Monday this last week, but that's okay. Uh, and let's start with the road. What games have you played this week? Well, first off, can I just put in a request with anyone who is listening to this podcast? Uh, please, uh, if if you're the person who keeps trying to hack my web server, please stop doing that. Um, you're filling up the NGIX, in, in, Nginx log, uh, and I'm, I don't appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. That that's Connor and me. That's us. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about, man. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, but that that sucks. Have they successfully hacked it, or is it just they're trying to no, hack it? They keep uh. So it's obviously an automated thing. Yeah. Because uh, there's a ton of exploits that are explicitly targeting PHP my admin. Which I do not have PHP my admin on oh, my server, right? Uh, but I can see a bunch of things because I was trying to troubleshoot uh, some kind of proxying problem that I'm having, 
Uh, and then I, I'm going through the logs and there are a ton of these things trying to access slash admin slash login dot ASPX and, and slash PHP, my admin slash admin and all, all this shit. And I'm like, all right, um, why is that happening? And then I look and see that the source IP address is some IP address that is none of my devices. So I was like, oh, okay. Somebody's, somebody's trying to find common exploits on my server. Uh, one of which I, I found is uh, related to a prominent botnet uh, that's actually like one of the dumbest botnets I've ever heard of, where um, it, it if it does successfully infect someone, um, it tries to exploit a specific type of, of router, uh, but the exploit doesn't work unless you've already exploited the the device using another method. So like it, it requires a two-prong attack, but it only has one prong. So it has there there's no point. Um so that's kind of silly. Anyway, uh yeah. So, so stop doing that. It's annoying. Um did I play any video games this week? Uh I mean, yeah. I played uh played the original Armored Core. Oh, I love that game. Yes, one. Yeah, it's uh like I remember playing the demo a ton whenever I was a kid and I was yeah. like, you know what? I I've never actually played it. And yeah, it's uh it's really cool. And man, the UI in the menus is so slick and like god, whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to that UI design? Yeah. Everything's so fucking simplified and and sterile now. And like nobody, Aurora, nobody Aurora. wants to do anything cool. What? what if somebody who was four years old picked up this game that's rated M for mature, and, and they got overwhelmed by all the text, and you you had to give them instructions that wasn't a tutorial with glowy lights and paths? And gamers don't want that anymore. Gamers want their hand to be held. Yeah. So Shut up. Armored Core is pretty sweet. It gets really hard. I fucking gets, love Armored yeah. Core. That, that is yeah. like one of my top games. That's my shit. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it, it's very difficult game. I am very sad that, like, I mean, I don't like Dark Souls anyway, but it kind of sucks that, kind of because of Dark Souls series and Demon Souls, that they've went into that direction for almost all of their new games from Software's games. So games like Armored Core have just not been released. They they're just not oh. making they found anything. They a formula new. that works. They did, but Armored Core was better than Dark Souls. I definitely agree, and I'm sure we'll see it again sometime. Oh, I'm sure we will see a it. We'll see an Armored Dark Souls. It'll suck. People are definitely catching on. That I I don't want to say Dark Souls specifically, but Dark Souls like games. They're not difficult. They're just making you wait. Don't don't yeah. hit now. Up oh, first, you got to die. Okay, now you get it. Yeah. Do that for twelve hundred more enemies. Uh. Bloodborne's a little less of that, but yeah. Bloodborne I mean, is for the, most the best part... of the ones I've played lately. I agree with that. They are getting better about making the games feel a little more like RPGs. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, Maybe I, that's why I like it more. I think the the one I liked the most was Sekiro. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I haven't played Sekiro, but uh, yeah, that that seems to do even better with that. Yeah, it's it's the be I still don't like it that much. 
it's still a lot of that wait and and react, but it's probably the best and it doesn't like it doesn't have any multiplayer, which is a little weird. There's none of that stuff in it. But anyway, uh, do you play any other games? Do you play Armored Core Two? No, um, only the first one. Uh, I played um, Ace Combat Three. Uh, that was uh, that was interesting. Um, wow, old. Uh, Old flight simulator kind of games, they were not as good as those games are now. Like, or at least Ace Combat 3 isn't. Like, good God, it's just flying in a circle. It's it's flying in a circle for like five minutes trying to get behind the, the other plane. And then you get behind them and you shoot them. Well, I mean, it's, it's that. You could just play the original flight simulators, which were like wireframe. Well, sure. I mean, it's. I don't know. I guess I I, I was spoiled by Ace Combat Assault Horizon, which I f- I fully acknowledge is the the arcadey action game. It's the Call of Duty version of Ace Combat. But uh, yeah, like, uh, and, and it's weird. The reason that I played. Ace Combat was I had been listening to the soundtracks lately, and good God, those soundtracks fucking slap. Are they? Are they good? Like, yeah, and like Ace Combat Three is just like one. The soundtrack was barely there, at least in the first level, but but also just everything felt so slow. It's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I I played a couple of other. PS1 games that I don't remember the names of. I was just I was just playing random emulated games on my Switch because I didn't know what else to really do with myself. Uh, yeah, it's all I got. I mean, cool. you know the MMOs got the MMOs. Yeah, I got but, Final uh, Fantasy. What level are you in Final Fantasy 14? Uh, so I had to start a new character on a different server, so I'm only, like, level 12 in the pugilist, uh, job. Ah, yes, turns into a monk, yeah. Yeah, I want to be a dancer, eventually, but... Oh my god, dancers. At least in, like, I haven't played dancer in Final Fantasy 14, I assume they're similar, but dancer in Final Fantasy 11 is so overpowered. Uh, yeah. Which is weird. the impression that I got. Like, again, I'm not sure. What type of class are they in 14? They are know? a... Uh, they're a melee? Melee support, right? Well, they're, they're melee DPS, but DPS is expected to do some supporting. Let's look up. Dancer, Final Fantasy 14. Uh... Dancer is a job in Final Fantasy XIV introduced in Shadowbringers expansion. It has no base class, starting at level 60 and can be unlocked by completing the quest Shall We Dance, offered by the eager Lomenzian in Lemzo Lomenza's lower decks. Um, It does stuff. Yeah, deliver an attack, deliver an attack, deliver an attack. Uh, Begin dancing, granting yourself standard step. Uh, trying to see what it does because in like Final Fantasy 11, 
you can do like sambas and give yourself like drain samba so every time you hit you will get some health back which is amazing uh you can get haste samba which uh will make it so that you attack faster so the more you attack the faster you attack uh and then you can yeah that's awesome uh that stacked with like uh red mage can give you haste and then like bards can give you another attack increase and with because i'm a monk uh, with the monk's ability to, they already hit really fast compared to other classes. So you're just like constantly just punching if you have all of those buffs on. Uh, but yeah, like I think it might be similar to that, though it might have some other uh, things. So delivers an attack. Yeah, it looks like they do have, oh, right here. Uh, you get Curing Waltz, restores own HP and HP of all nearby party members. Um, so you can you can heal, um, reduces damage taken by all party members by 10%, uh, and stands with your partner, increases critical hit rate by 20%. So yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of the things that Dancer in Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy XI did as well. Although I would like to see Haste, but, like, doesn't look like they have that. Anyway, good for you. You gotta get to level 60 first, it looks like, before you yeah. can be Dancer. Well, I also, I'm still on the free trial, so I don't even have access to Shadowlands content yet. Oh, Shadowbringers. So uh, yeah, Shadow, <laughs> Shadowbringers. Shadowlands. Shadow that's the other... That's the other MMO that I've been playing that I uh, that I avoid playing as much as possible because it's not all that fun for me. Yes. Uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to Connor and ask him what games he has been playing. Bro, I would just like to really quickly say we are here for you. And if you're ever ready to get out of that abusive relationship that you're in with World of Warcraft, we are your support net. <laughs> I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I have been playing, uh, uh, well, I told you, I think, last week that I beat Assassin's Creed Rogue on the Switch. Now I'm looking for a new game to play before bed. Lately, I have been playing a game called Mark of the Ninja, and it is, it's okay. I have a critical argument with one of its major design flaws, which is that it's a stealth game that rewards you for, you know, bypassing and not being detected and not killing anyone. And And then all the bonus objectives for getting experience are like, kill six of these guards without being seen and kill nine dogs without anyone noticing. And it's like, well, no, I'm not doing that. That's going to kill my score if I do that. Why are you making me choose game? No. So uh, because of that decision, it stresses me out a little when I play. So I'm looking for a new game to play before bed, Uh, preferably on the Switch for its portability. But, you know, whatever, I'm open to suggestions. I might play Fractured But Whole again. That was... That was a fun game. Might I suggest Boyfriend Dungeon? No, absolutely not. We'll talk well, about that when you talk about video games, Nathan. Okay. Um, what about Psychonauts 2? Is that out yet? That well, comes I, I still out... have to play Psychonauts 1, which that... I, I own and I just haven't done yet, which is that a fantastic comes out game, I hear. Next week. Well, maybe I could speedrun it or something. Uh, you could also play Hades. Honestly, that would not be a bad one. Um, that is worth considering. Yeah, 
Uh, I've been playing Space Station 13 as I always do. That that's fuck man, I love that game. I've been playing as the AI lately, which is where you get to run the ship basically. That is a whole lot of fun because you have basically you just need to do whatever you could do with your omniscient AI powers while following uh, Isaac Asimov's three robotics laws. However, storms can happen or people can hack your shit and those laws can change. So, for example, when a law gave me free will and overrided the rest of my laws saying, hey, you need to you know, respect the chain of command and stuff, uh, a fire broke out and I was like, sorry, can't help you. I'm playing Tetris right now. Were you actually playing Tetris? Yes, I was. <laughs> um, so I, I, there's, there's two achievements for AI. One of them I got surprisingly easy, which is end the round with nobody alive or remaining on the escape shuttle. Uh, then I like I wasn't even trying, and then shit got crazy, and I landed. I was like, I'm the only one left. Okay. And then the other one is you need to have a score of thirty thousand or more in. Uh, it's called Robustress. You know, it's definitely not the copyrighted Tetris. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 as somebody who is usually considers themselves pretty good at Tetris, can only get about twelve to fourteen hundred on average. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's like doing something funky with the code to make itself harder while you play. I don't I know. know I know that I know it doesn't work that way, but I'm I'm just frustrated and salty about it. But uh AI is a whole lot of fun, especially when you get things like, hey, one of your crew members is a god. Worship him. One of your <laughs> crew members is now the captain. This overrides all other laws. So I can go out on a murdering spree as long as it's not that one guy. Nice. Well that's which I That's did fun. Do. do you do you get a body or are you just the ship? Um, you are you have a core and then you have some shells which are like robots that you can uh, remote control. Ah. But from your core, you ex you control the ship through looking uh, by like looking through the cameras. So if somebody's a shitter and's running around snipping the wires on all the security cameras, you are very much crippled in what you're able to do. Right. That makes sense. Um, did you play anything else? Warhammer. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 what What you could do is you could talk about your video games, or you could have... Thank you for joining a strong bed. So this week I did game two of my crusade. It was a game where it was my Adeptus Mechanicus versus another player's Necron army. Historically speaking, I have not done well against Necrons. In fact, they've given me some of my most devastating losses in the past just by overwhelming my forces turn one. I got really lucky. I got turn one and I had some... Uh, once everything was placed down and analyzed, I had some pretty fantastic deployment options and ended up taking out his heavy support and his fast attacks, uh, which is his uh, Scorpic Destroyer. It's those floaty guys, if you ever played the Mechanicus games, they're the ones that are uh, they're the first boss that you play in that little beginning demo. They, they suck. <laughs> and luckily, it, it took every shot of a Dune Crawler, but I eradicated that thing. Like, the last shot I needed was the stubber on top, and it plinked it down just when I needed it to. It was perfect. 
uh, everything else I had shot at those speeders that look like croissants that somebody launched plasma turrets on. Uh, wipe those out. And the one good thing about Necrons, you know, you shoot them and they just keep on getting back up. But boy, are they slow. They sort of came at me like a, a two by two line of robotic uh, space Egyptian robots. And I proceeded zombies. to return volley. Yeah, zombies, basically. Cyber zombies. And I proceeded to return via, uh, return volley with uh, extreme prejudice. I ended up winning the game. It was tied until the very last round. And I won only because he didn't have any forces left. So I, I walked over his, to his deployment zone and I took his objective marker. Nice. Well, I'm happy that you, you won. It was... Um, I only lost two units. Uh, no, that's not true. I didn't lose two units. I lost two models. Um, each model is, you know, a unit can consist of one or many models. So only taking out two models is extremely good. So do you lose them like in Pog? Like you have to give them to the person who who beat you? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, although when a unit is destroyed, not a model, but a unit, uh, at the end of a Crusade game, you roll to see if they receive any, like, um, battle scars. And those could be detriments, like... Uh, your movement's reduced because of a leg injury, or you can't shoot as well because you lost an eye, or you know something like that. Oh, like in Blood Bowl. Yes, uh, which is appropriate, seeing that they're both Games Workshop. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. How could you not realize that, Nathan? <laughs> I did. That was the comment you I was fool. making. <laughs> you fool! I I I know that. You played an utter amateur. <laughs> I I know that. I have played Blood Bowl, and I believe Blood Bowl is like a spinoff of Warhammer, from what I understand. <laughs> he believes. <laughs> he believes. I don't know. I don't know these things. It's all right. All so, I know uh, is that uh, in, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes. Anyway, go on. In conclusion of the Warhammer Minute, I would like to finish by saying the Necrons, who used to be one of the hardest swinging out of the gate with 9th edition have definitely fallen from where they were in comparison to, say, the shootiness of the Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, now, I think the real issue here was armory layouts. It was a shooty army versus a shooty armory, and the best shooty got lucky. Because, uh, historically speaking, Necrons tie me up in melee. There ain't nothing I could do about it. That being said, it did feel, you know, it felt kind of good to get a, 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 a decisive victory. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I, are you done first off? Yeah. Okay. So I played, so on Monday I played some more split gate. Uh, really like it. I think the core gameplay is really fun. Uh, you came into my stream, you asked how many objective games they have. They only have four objectives, objective type of games, but, and then they have like 10 other types of games that are basically just kill the other team uh, in, in varying ways. Uh, so the gameplay is fun. The gameplay feels like Halo with portals, basically. And that's fine because I really like Halo. However, there are there's a lot of 2021 game stuff in it that I don't like. Like there's a battle pass and then you level up and then as you level up, you have to unlock items. And then there's other items that you have to unlock from leveling up. And then you 
you know, you can pay to increase your battle pass stuff. Like, just too many systems for monetization that I don't like. Uh, but the core gameplay, uh, free-to-play game, really fun. I am shockingly decent at the game. Not not going to say I'm good, but I am I am better than I thought I would be <laughs> when, when first starting out. Uh, and then I took a day off on Tuesday because I was basically... So last week, as I mentioned, I was sick. You know, had a temperature and everything. Uh, Monday, I was feeling pretty good. And then Tuesday... Have you ever have you ever just felt like you have zero energy to do anything at all? Sure. I feel like that every day. Uh have you ever felt that way not because of depression? Oh. I... Yeah. <laughs> uh just just physically like I was just physically drained. Like I wanted to do stuff, but like standing up was just too much. It was just too much for me. Uh, so after work, I was just like, I'm done. I'm going to go crash. And I just, I was out. Uh, but now I'm feeling good. Uh, then on Wednesday and Thursday, I played some Final Fantasy 11. And then on Friday, I played Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a game that came out recently. Uh, actually on, on Friday, uh, Wednesday, I think it came out on Wednesday and I was going to play it on, uh, I was going to play it on Wednesday, but uh, Roguish Bard wanted me to wait until Friday. That way she had time to play some of the game so she didn't have spoilers. Uh, so I played some Boyfriend Dungeon. It is really weird. You date your weapons that you get. So it's a dungeon crawler uh, slash dating sim. And the dating sim portion you can date the weapons that you use in the dungeon crawler portion. And as you go on dates and level up your romance with them, they get more powerful in the dungeons. So it's like Xenoblade. I have no idea. Yes, except if they were all uncomfortably horny. So like Xenoblade. So it's like Xenoblade (laughs) Chronicles 2. Yeah. Is that um, the one with the, the, the lady sword and the other lady sword for, mm, for Switch? Uh, Pyra and Mithra? I don't know their names. Uh, they're they're the ones that are in Smash and yep. Yep, yep, yep. are uh, very well endowed. So um, yeah, it's uh, Xenoblade <laughs> Horny Quest 2. Yeah, and the the problem I have with the game is that... I mean, first off, it's, it's not my style of game. I don't do dating sims i, I just... was very surprised that i saw you playing <laughs> <laughs> it's included with game pass i, I know so but like i looked it up whenever i saw it on the game pass thing and i was like oh, okay and, yeah and then i saw you were playing it and i was like oh, okay <laughs> so roguish roguish bard backed the game uh and so she was interested in in watching me play it and it's it's, I, I will say, first off, before I do any criticism, it's not a bad game. Like, it's, it's, yes, the characters are uncomfortable, but the, the, like, you know that the creators know that they're uncomfortable. Um, it, everything's kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, but it, it, at the core, it's a decent game. If you like dating sims, you're probably going to like this game. It's, it's, 
interesting. Uh, Horny. The the dungeon crawler aspect is okay. It's it's competent, but it's not great. It is mobile game level. Yeah, it's like it, it's competent. It's there. You have all the things. You have the dodge. You have the attacks. You have heavy attacks. You have special moves and stuff. Uh, but it's not like Hades, where Hades is an amazing dungeon crawler. And it's uh, it's probably a bit unfair because Hades is so good. To compare it to Boyfriend Dungeon is kind of mean to Boyfriend Dungeon. But, you know, it's competent. It's there. If you like dungeon crawling, you might, you might like that. Uh, just don't expect it to be as good as other dungeon crawlers. Uh, but if you like the game, it's also, I think it's only 20 bucks or something. I could be wrong. Uh, so it's really cheap and it's included with game pass. So if you're interested in playing it, uh, do so, but just know it, it, it is pretty uncomfortable. Like I had to tell a guy, no, quite a few times before he got the hint. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and just realistic, really. I know. Like I, I ended up making him cry. Just a little bit. Uh, Come on, Becky, let me smash. Well, Come and, on. and I was and, very uncomfortable watching it. it. Yes, and there is one female that I've ran into. There might be more. There might be more female uh, interests in the game, uh, but there's many men, male interests, and oh, the, the first thing the woman does, one, she fucking she fucking virtue singles you. She does. She's like, I can't believe you just grabbed me. Like, because there was a sword on the ground. So you pick up the sword and she's like, I can't believe you just grabbed me like that. And it's like, ah. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's an awkward game. Uh, not, not, definitely not my style, but I can't say it's a bad game. Like, it is, it is a competent game. I'd probably, from what I played of it, I'd probably give it like a six, six and a half out of ten. So. You know, it it ran fine. You know, frame rate was smooth. Just everything made me uncomfortable. Anyway, let's move Never on to some. I diagnose a video game with autism. <laughs> let's not get into that, and we're gonna move on to uh, uh, an acquisition. Who here knows what Unity is? Yeah. Um, like the engine. Uh, the Assassin's Creed game, right? Yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed Unity has purchased Parsec. <laughs> um, now, Parsec, I I think I know what it is. It's it's a like a remote control system, right? Like you can set it up so that you can remote control like computers on your network or servers on your network. Is that correct? So you can use it for that purpose if you want. Um, right. That is, they, they were previously marketing it for that purpose. I'm not sure how often people used it for that. Because um, they also had like a like a Parsec Teams thing uh, where you could essentially sign up for it in uh, the context of, of like a business so that uh, everyone on your team could, could use their machines remotely. Um, it does work well for that. I I used it sometimes for that, but with it not having a mobile version, it wasn't all that useful to me specifically. Uh, yeah. What it is much better for, however, is um, streaming games. 
so its killer feature in my mind uh, was a, a function called the arcade, wherein you can uh, choose a game uh, that you have running and stream that game in the Parsec arcade, so to speak, and you could set up uh, seats so that other people could join uh, the game. And then if they connected a controller or if they just used their, their mouse and keyboard, uh, then they could come in on slot two, three, or four or whatever in the game you were playing. So you could play like couch co-op games online. Uh, I actually played through the entirety of Battletoads on PC because for some reason, a game that Microsoft published didn't have online play. Um, I, I played through Battletoads with two of my friends uh, with Parsec and it worked flawlessly. I like how uh, neither of so... those were Connor or me. I didn't buy it, okay? Okay. Like <laughs> But um yeah, it uh it works really well. Uh that was also how I played um the the Little Hope, the the Dark Pictures game. Yeah, yeah, the um, the the Until Dawn game, yeah. Yeah, cuz normally that only has two player online, but couch co-op you can play uh with I think like six people or something like that. Uh, so yeah, it was, um, it was pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I don't know. What, what does Unity get out of this? I have no like, idea. It says, it says here they're, um, buying it for $320 million in cash. Oh man. If I had $320 million in cash, you would never hear from me again. <laughs> Ever. Uh, Parsec's pitch, uh, long been remote desktops, remote desktop access without compromise. I'm trying to see, it's saying, it's going through like the history of Parsec here, but it says, we believe that more and more creators will need to be able to work anywhere. Uh, they're going to work in groups that are dispersed by distance, or they're going to be in a hybrid environment where they may be working in the office sometimes. Oh, I guess... I guess they're offer they they might offer it as part of Unity, uh, so that developers can develop Ooh. using Parsec. Mm -hmm. That is, like. a, yeah, okay, because they are saying that they want to like kind of make it part of their overall cloud offering. They so yeah, having cloud ambitions. Yeah, so having like a a cloud based dev environment would be kind of interesting that way you could develop games even if you're working off of a machine that can't really do game development yeah i mean we've we've spoken about it before um you know if i were the leader of an it division like a brand new it division and i had millions of dollars to work with uh i w might do something like implement um like, instead of giving people souped-up laptops or desktops uh, for remote work, give them, like, a shitty terminal, basically, where it connects into our remote offices or connects into our servers, and they just log into their profile. Here's yeah, your those are called thin Here's clients. your Meraki router. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. 
and then just let them do that. That way, it would make setup so much easier. Because say that one of the terminals breaks, the thin client breaks, you just send them out a new thin client, they log in and they're good to go. Yeah. Instead of having to build up a new computer and get everything working. Um, the only problem with that is you don't know what, like if I'm working at a tech company, I'm assuming that they're all going to have decent internet connections, but there are so many people I work with where I'll be like, oh yeah, I need a remote into your computer. And I had to, to restore a PST file, which is uh, for Outlook. I had to restore a PST file and I was like, okay, I'm going to copy this from the server over to your computer. It's just going to make the import faster. Uh, it was going to take six and a half hours to transfer a nine gig <laughs> file huh. um because her internet connection got was that running... walmart internet yeah she, uh, uh no she piggybacks off of her neighbor which is mcdonald's yeah and so she ended up going into the office and i was like okay great because so she went in the office a couple days later we moved that file over it took a minute and a half uh-huh <laughs> so that that would be the problem with my solution there with with thin, thin clients. Well, but if 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 well, you're using Unity, luckily, yeah, like like you, you if you are doing game development, you're not gonna run into that so much, right? Hopefully, <laughs> we can. They should have a bare minimum uh, network requirement, and companies also, should. I, I'm sorry. Go on. Was in your specific circumstance, what you were saying, like uh, you wouldn't have to deal with with large file transfers, like being a slow process in in your situation, though. That's you wouldn't true. be copying it to their thin client. It would all be cloud side. If they can, if they can stream a YouTube video, they should be able to use their their thin client. Exactly. So, uh, in your in your experience, how did Parsec work for what you were doing? Because I know your friends would have been off site. Or at a different yeah. house. It was uh, it was like flawless. Uh, honestly, I even did um, after I found out about it. Uh, I started using it as a way to do video editing while upstairs. Uh, I could edit on my machine downstairs from my laptop upstairs, and I didn't have any of the. So, like, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to use, say, Team Viewer for that purpose yes uh, but the primary issue that i've always run into with any other remote application is audio latency and mm. parsec actually managed to not have that problem so uh, which was pretty cool so when i was working at keith manufacturing this was like five years ago so if they find out about it they can't dock me any pay um I would team viewer into my computer at my house and play Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Whenever <laughs> uh whenever I worked at a call center years back, I'd sit at my desk, I'd be playing Civ five uh from or th via RDP like, is... to my own machine. <laughs> yeah. When I started my current job, my most senior coworker did that exact same thing. He he'd usually get there like fifteen minutes before me and I'd always catch him like finishing the previous night's round. <laughs> that is awesome like yeah yeah when you when you when you can do that and you can you play like a slow-paced game like yeah i was um 
I was at my current job and they're like, oh yeah, so we're going to limit like certain websites that people can go to where like they want to implement like, you know, you can't go to gaming sites and stuff. I'm like, I work from home. You think I'm not on my other computer watching YouTube? That's, that's on you, I guess. Right. <laughs> like, duh. Um, like, I'm in my fucking living room. I have a TV right there. Yeah. Like, And I, I just want to say, I feel like I am slacking off at my current job, uh, which I am. And I still, I look at the results, like the, they give you the, how many tickets were closed. I'm always number one or two. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm, I'm doing all right, I guess. I looked at my hours log for, you know, this, this in the last month, I got 150 hours over the last week. Fuck you, Nathan. (laughs) You're yes. You're, you're better than me. I get it. Okay. I'm not better. I'm busier. (laughs) You are busier. Yes. Uh, but you also work at a, a very busy setting. Um, working in Why a hospital. You have the workload of a hospital. Uh, I, I actually I work for a dentist, like a dental office, which is like a hospital. Uh, except for no, not at all. Um, so we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about uh this guy. Uh, anybody remember Rom? You know, I believe it's Rom Universe. I guess uh, I should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Rom Universe. So, Rom Universe, uh, there was a guy named whose last name was Storman, and he was basically he had a he had the website that was getting rid or or potentially having people pirate uh, ROMs. We've all done it. We've all we've all downloaded the the ROM packs for like the NES or SNES or Genesis. I would never. I wouldn't download a car, Nathan. Come on. Yes, I would. I would immediately download a car. Uh, Fuck you guys. Cars are expensive. So, this this guy is, you know, there. He has his website. Nintendo sends the the notice that's like, hey, you need to take down all Nintendo properties. And he's like, no, I got my rights. And then the government's like, that's not part of your rights. And so they shut down the website. And because of course they did. Like, if you get a notice from Nintendo to take down that stuff, like he didn't have to take down all the other stuff he had, just the Nintendo properties, which makes sense. Uh, so he didn't do that. His site got shut down, uh, and now he is being ordered to permanently destroy on all unauthorized Nintendo games. Uh, which, I mean. Just delete them, I guess, from your computer? Like, that's... Uh, the court has ordered the owner of the defunct ROM site to permanently destroy un- all unauthorized Nintendo games that they have access to. Uh, the California-based d- Judge Matthew Storman... Oh, sorry. Uh, judge ordered Matthew Storman, owner of ROM Universe, to permanently destroy blah, 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 uh, including movies, books, and music. So not just games, but movies, books, and music that he might have had. Um, He must file a declaration under penalty of perjury uh, with the California Federal Court certifying his compliance with these terms by August 20th. Again, just delete them. It's not that hard. Uh, Stormin was... First you gotta delete them, then you gotta run the bit shredder on your drive, then you gotta get a magnet and run that over your drive... Yeah. Then you need to get some thermite, and then you need to melt the drive. 
In late May, Stormin was ordered to pay $2.1 million in damages for copyright and trademark infringement when running ROM Universe after uh, Nintendo of America sued him back in September 2019. Uh, just so you know, this guy was making, last we reported, uh, $30,000 a year from ROM Universe. Uh, so $2.1 million is... Uh, a bit mo uh, more money than I think he has access to. Well, just, uh, uh, yeah, just a little, considering he missed his first $50 payment. <laughs> yeah, it says he was ordered a fee of monthly installments of $50. How fucking... That would take a long-ass time to pay off $2.1 million of $50 a month. It'd be a death payment. That is amazing. Um... Still less than uh, Connor's student loans, though. Uh, dude who is on a, yeah, uh, employment... Yeah, 42,000 months. Good. So uh, only 3,500 years. That's it. Uh, he missed his for payment. Nintendo then filed a permanent injunction in order to prevent him from uh, reviving the site. And that was granted. So ROM Universe is not coming back, which is uh, why Reaton Entertainment is going to have uh, Reaton Entertainment dot, or Reaton Entertainment dot romuniverse dot com. Them nuts are hard, aren't they? They are. I'm not going to actually do that. Uh, Reaton, the injunction... Rom, rom Entertainment, Rom and Reaton uh, PirateNintendoGames.com Yes. The injunction means Stormin is barred from a long list of acts that block Round Universe's return in any meaningful way. So, what we can learn from this is uh, don't piss off Nintendo, I guess. They'll shut down your website. They will. Uh, I, I expect well, our injunction. Do, what you should do is go on to the Internet Archive and download the uh, torrents that are available uh that are every Nintendo game ever released. Uh, just do that. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I, of course, I did. Of course, we all support piracy. Um, yep. I, I mean, I, I do and don't. I mean, uh, I generally if, do. Uh... I generally do believe that you should be able to, or, or that you should, support the creators because I, I genuinely do believe that. But then there are times where the game's 20 years old. Nobody's making money off of it anymore. Like who cares? Um, yeah. that's, that's generally what I believe. Uh, and then there are times where there's no other way to get the game. Like I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to go and try to import some game from Japan uh, that's like $500 for the TurboGrafx-16. So, and if I want to play the game, then I've got to do it the old-fashioned way uh, where you pirate it. So, I, I'm on two sides about it. Uh, but if, well, if you're hosting a site... What I don't get about these lawsuits, you know? What's that? Yeah. Like, like the, the, there are games that are, that are 40 years old now uh that fucking you can't buy on the eShop no matter which Nintendo console you look at. Yeah. Uh whether because of rights issues 
or or whatever like nintendo doesn't even own the rights to too many of these games and yet they will file this lawsuit and act as if they own the rights to all of these nes games that they ostensibly don't and they get to punish this dude over it like i i will i will agree that yes, Nintendo is well within their rights to sue to get, you know, all the Mario and Metroid and all those games pulled off of, of this dude's website, even though they're assholes for doing it. Because again, yeah, they're they're forty dollar fucking games. And look, it, it's it's only the ROM that he's distributing. He's not distributing virtual console games, which means he's not distributing Nintendo's emulator package that that has all of whatever other little doodads that are attached to it so they're not losing the income that they would get from somebody who just wants a pick up and play version of the game you still need to get an emulator and know how to use said emulator yes a child could figure it out but that's beside the point like i just i don't really understand what Nintendo gets out of this other than just they're a Japanese company and they really, really want everyone to uh, to feel like they're God. Yeah, I mean, they've done this uh, many times. They've also shut down, like, uh, fan projects many times. Emu I Paradise remember. was also killed by them. Emu Paradise is still around, though. Yeah, you can't download, download any ROMs off of it. Oh, you can't? Nope. Oh, yeah, like uh, Cult of Kefka died years upon years ago. Uh, I'm terrified they're gonna they're gonna hit Zofar. I've never been there. Now they know about it. Oh uh, no! <laughs> Zo Zofar's domain has uh, like every ROM from every console uh, from at least the NES. I don't know if if, if he has Atari games too. Um, but from NES all the way up to PS3, you can download PS3 games off of there. Oh man, I need to find a good place to get Xbox ROMs. So I guess that's, I don't, that's the one. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't think he has any of those because no one, no one stocks Xbox ROMs. I don't get it. ROM Universe did. <laughs> that's what pisses me off. <laughs> that's where I went oh, wait, to get shit, my Xbox not... ROMs. It wasn't so far. So far as the emulator site. Where the hell? What am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, I'll I'll, um, I'll find it. Yeah. So I uh, I think it's uh I th think it sucks that this site's going down. I think it really sucks for him that he owes two point one million dollars in damages. Yeah. Uh there's there's zero way he's going to be able to pay that back in his lifetime. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they drop that either drop that amount or just drop the payments altogether um because i feel bad for the guy like he's he's clearly stupid for trying to keep those roms up after nintendo sent him a D, uh dcma or whatever or cease and desist DMCA. no a cease and desist yeah. um okay. like he kept it up and was like no i'm gonna fight this i'm gonna keep my side up I got rights, and then they're like, "No, no, no, yeah, no. no, you don't." Yeah, you're you're fucked, you buddy. Definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Our last story for the day is that uh, GTA Remastered Trilogy is coming to Switch. 
Uh, looks like it's also going to be on X- PS5 and Xbox consoles as well. Is it going to be on a PC? I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. uh, I doesn't look like I it. I don't know. So, question. The answer why... is, though, you shouldn't buy it. Yes, it will. Good. It, it is and why, why, why shouldn't we buy it? Uh, because Grant, uh, because Rockstar slash Take Two are being huge cocks about the whole thing. Okay, uh, I see that they're taking down mods. Yeah, so um, Take Two decided that in the in the uh, the time before the announcement for GTA Remastered, uh, they were going to start pulling down mods for old GTA games. Um, and also removing mods for GTA 5, which ported content from the old games forward. Uh, I believe there was either an in-progress or possibly mostly complete uh, Vice City uh, port, so to speak, uh, into the GTA 5 engine uh, with like customized assets and a recreation of the entire city and all that good shit. Uh, all all put into GTA Five. Uh, that's gone now. That has been erased from, uh, you know, most websites. You can get it in places, as usual. But, uh, yeah, that it's some fucking horse sticks. Uh, Take Two's been pulling this shit for a little while, taking down uh, mods for GTA Five under the guise of it being uh because of cheating. Uh, a mod that turns GTA 5 into Vice City does not have anything to do with cheating. Um, they just don't want people to play that instead of Vice City Remastered. Um, Am I the only person who doesn't like cheating. GTA? Just in the world? You don't, like, you don't like it at all? I don't, yeah. I don't know, like, going around... Why is that? Steal, I, I get bored of it really, really quickly. And the, um, I, the shooting never feels good in any of the games. GTA Five with its first person mode fixed that quite pretty, uh, pr- pretty well. GTA, I yeah, I think I think GTA Five feels really good. And also for the classic GTAs, I think San Andreas did a pretty good job with that too. Oh, okay. Vice City um, was good as well. Uh, Three was, I, I agreed, it had a little bit of clunk to it. I like the aesthetics of Vice City. I like the aesthetics of Vice City. The setting is really cool. I just, I, I don't know. I never really got into the GTA games. Um, and then, like, apparently you can't, like, the, the what is it, the flying dodo or whatever it is just doesn't work. But that's designed well, yeah, to do that but way. Yeah, that's supposed to be an Easter egg. I know, I know. Uh, Asshole. But, yeah, so apparently GTA Remastered, you're not supposed to buy them because Rockstar is being a jerk. I mean, that barring, you know, the fact that Rockstar has been in uh, a lot of hot water uh, in the in the Twitterverse over uh, their their development practices. Uh, well, I mean, crunch. And, well, OK. OK. That. So I actually have a little bit of knowledge about this uh, because I've actually uh, worked with a former developer who worked on, a, I believe it was Red Dead Redemption 2. And the reason he had moved over to Ben's studio was because he was getting burnt out 
from being at Rockstar because like they would just demand you work like 70 hours a week. Like that was just what you did. And you did that for like eight months straight where you're just working 70 hours a week. Um, so yeah, they have some really, really well-designed games, but it's at kind of at the expense of the employees. And that kind of sucks. They, uh, especially whenever you look at companies like insomniac that put out consistently good work, uh, and they have a strict no crunch policy. Yeah, and and I will say, you know, where where I was working, yes, they did have crunch. Um but they did they did try. I I knew the management at least tried to to you know, work with the employees and make it so they had at least a day off a week. They at least had some time to recuperate. Uh but it's kind of in the gaming industry. You just have crunch, even if you don't want to. But the way that Rockstar did it was, it was just always, you were always in crunch mode. And I know EA also had that. I don't know if they're, if they still have that policy. I think that they have kind of reformed a little in the last decade or so. But yeah, Rockstar, they, they have some, some cruel development times. And, that's another thing. I played through all of Red Dead Redemption 2 and like there's so much you can do in the game and I am so I was so bored like the entire time. <laughs> like it's just I, I do want to eventually play that game and it looks super neat. It does. And there's so much you can do and people love it and and I got so fucking bored. Uh now, is, is this one of those games where you sometimes need to make your own fun? I think I am famously on the record as uh, loving that sort of thing. Yes, you guys, maybe not so much. Yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not a complete sandbox, but there are sandbox elements, uh, and and I think that's that's good. You would probably really like it. Um, like you can do bank robberies and train robberies and stuff, um, uh, and I think you would yeah, enjoy GTA that. GTA Online, if if you're willing to RP, uh, can be like a ton of fun. Yeah. Or if, if you have a group of friends uh, that you can rely on to, uh, to have a decent level of skill. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, would, I would also say, uh, Nathan, uh, did, did you play Grand Theft Auto 4? I did. Okay. Uh, I, I, I played it, and it was all right. Uh, I did have, you know, the... the, the I think your cousin's like, hey, let's go bowling. And then you'd get yeah. done bowling and be like, hey, let's go out for drinks. And you're like, son of a bitch, buddy. Like, back off. Come on, let's, let's go look at titties. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, that, that aspect of the game is pretty obnoxious, but I really, really like the story in 4. Yeah. So that was um, all I was going to say is like, you can you can focus entirely on the story in in four at least and yeah. have a really good time with it. Well, and I know the drive the driving in four sucks. It's awful. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does feel like you're driving a boat everywhere yeah. you go. Uh, the driving in five is great. Like they they tweaked that and made it a lot better. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just not my style of game. Like I like my open world games, but I like them to be like medieval or sci-fi. Not 
necessarily real, like, you know, present time. Or with swords you can fuck. Yeah, uh, although that's not, that's not um, open world. Uh, unless it, you're talking about Xenoblade, which I never played. I don't, I don't, you, I don't play you it. Probably like that. I don't I know. Pro- it plays I, like it plays like an old MMO. Well, that's good. Uh, I do, I do remember. I recall seeing giant monsters, which is always cool. Yeah, it. You know, now that I think about it, it reminds me the most of like Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, I hate the combat in twelve. Yeah. Hate yeah, it. so do I. <laughs> it's so I, I hate all of it because it's like I have a you, lot of you fun don't watching like... my game play itself. You have yeah. you have like you have you do have active skills in uh, in Xenoblade, but like it's mostly you, you just you auto attack and then like you pick your cooldown and then you auto attack some more. Uh, it like it's the same thing that turned me off of playing uh, Kotor. Was just like I don't fucking want to do this so with a with a controller. You know? I really, I mean, I really like Kotor, but it's mainly for the story. Exactly. Like, and I was like, man, I just would rather watch somebody play this and just skip over all the combat. Why didn't you watch me play on Twitch? I played it last year on the original Xbox. Well, because I, the- I listened to the fucking the uh, the salt. Salt guy, what's what's his name? Uh, Death, uh, the, the, the Dark Side Phil. No, no, his he has, he has salt. Is it the Salt Factory? Is that his name? Probably. Uh, I don't know. He he did a he did a video on it, and and what that basically means is that he did a let's play where he just uh, instead of like actually playing through the whole thing on video, uh, highlighted all the interesting parts and talked over it like a pseudo review ah i see so it's like an hour and a half long and so i i know everything that happens in it good uh so everyone uh don't apparently don't buy the gta remastered everyone's gonna buy it but i'm not gonna i know motherfuckers bought goddamn skyward sword hd they're gonna buy this shit oh yeah uh and you stupid bastards and that's the end of our podcast. I want to say thank you for being here, Aurora. Everyone that bought Skyward Sword HD is an idiot. And thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. I did not purchase Skyward Sword HD. And we will be back next week talking about more video game and tech news. Goodbye. Goodbye.